You know, it's pretty wild. I, I met you the night that you fought Kevin McBride. Really? Yep. I, I remember, to- listen, you came up to the board where I was at. Yeah. Well, you came up there. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. How amazing is that? Yeah, that's awesome. What were you doing there? Watching this This episode is brought to you by MyBookie Online. Head to MyBookie Online today. Use code HOTBOXING for a chance to receive a $1,000 bonus. All right, I'm Mike Tyson. This is Hot Boxing, and I'm here with Evan Breton. Hey, everybody. Um, two distinguished guests here. Let's we got a couple of great guests. We've here. got former Navy SEAL Jeff Gum. Awesome dude. Thanks Jeff, for having me, guys. Great really to have appreciate you. It. It's Thank an honor. You, and then we've got the man, Kyle Maynard. Huge inspiration. I remember seeing this guy on ESPN probably 10 years ago. And just what an incredible story, man. It's awesome to have you guys Thanks, here. Thanks, man. This is a pretty surreal moment for us both to be here with you guys. So Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, you were my, my hero growing up. You, Thank uh, you, brother. Where are you Bruce from? Bruce Lee. And, uh, man, I um, grew up in Georgia. Yeah. So I've been out in California for five years now. You like it out here? Yeah, I do. But I've kind of been, I don't know, just on a, on a journey lately. Got rid of most of my stuff, and I've just been going around. Tell me about that. You know, sometimes I go through that. I, I think every, I think um, I have too much. You know, I don't deserve this. Maybe that's my weird way of thinking or something. Tell me about that. I, that you just um, yeah. struck a nerve. You gave me everything. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I just made a conscious choice to basically the only thing I put value in is, is this... Uh, frog necklace that I'm wearing yeah. is kind of the main thing. I have a, a Bible that my grandparents gave me when I was a kid. And other than that, you know, there's a few other things that hold meaning to me, but I just, it's not that I don't, I can't or won't allow myself to have possessions or whatever a property. I mean, like the, 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 the ranch that you guys are building mm-hmm. is amazing. It's phenomenal. And that's so cool. And it'd be a dream to do that it's someday. For, it's not for us. Exactly. It's for the world. For the world. You know? So that's kind of my thing is I just don't want to, I don't have any desires for stuff that I want for myself. I just have desires I want to go and do for the world and live life and build dreams with my friends and my you know best friend, Navy SEALs. You know, we got a swimwear company together. It's just such a surreal experience of the life lately. That's so awesome, man. I mean, I think that's a... When you really whittle life down to what's most important, it's not about all the bullshit and the things and the material, you know. Um, it's about what you can bring to the world, you yep. know, and the contributions you can make to your fellow man. And you guys have been on some fucking incredible adventures together. And you, I mean, you've hiked Mount Everest, dude. Not Everest. Whoa. Not Everest? <laughs> but... Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Okay. How about that? Aconcagua. Yeah. Kilimanjaro is enough. Tell me about that. Yeah. What was that about? It was, it was a good dose. What did you see climbing? Did you see animals up there? Did you see we did when we saw the, the safari, but you start off in the, in the rainforest mm-hmm. and you go through every natural climate zone and ecosystem while you're there. But in the, So wow. you start off in the rainforest and then 10 days later you're on tundra and I bear crawled it. So I had bath towels. When I first started hiking, I didn't do Kilimanjaro and bath but what towels. What did you see? What did you see? Man saw the biggest trail of ants I've ever seen in my life. I saw just, I mean, beautiful landscape, wide open plains and, and being on the, like the, the glacier and the snows in Kilimanjaro was, was just, it was so beautiful. It was because the glacier is receding, right? As the earth is warming, then it's the glaciers receding. And so it's, it's going to be 
unclimbable at some point or not unclimbable, but it'll be a lot less accessible because the glacier mm-hmm. is the main water source. So the hardest, probably the second or third hardest physical day of my life was going up the, what's called the Western breach. And that was just one 12 hour brutal day climbing about 2,500 vertical feet of elevation gain to go in and sleep inside of the crater rim. And the trade-off was if we made it on that one day going up through that, we couldn't turn back. So once we set off, we had to keep going, but we would cut off five days of the total trip time. And since I was bear crawling, my arms and my feet were so swollen and jacked up. I was in so much pain. I was becoming angry at the fact that my buddies were having fun and and I was envious of that. And I'm like, I'm not having very much fucking fun at all right now. (laughs) And, um, but I, I knew that if we could take that Western breach route, I could, I could suffer through anything for one, one day, but I knew that the, the an additional five days to go around to the east side of the mountain and then up to the summit might be the, the, the death of me. So I just did it in that one day and bit down as hard as I could. And, you know, we didn't have ropes and started ice climbing or, you know, it's not straight ice climbing, but we're hiking up this ice field in the middle of the night, slipped on the ice at probably three, four o'clock in the morning, scared out of my mind. <sighs> but made it up and slept in the crater rim. And then that next morning, we just had a nine, uh, 900 feet to go for that, that last summit push. And it was almost kind of a victory lap at that point. When did you, um, by any chance, partake in the toad? When, when yeah. was your first time? So mm. the, 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 the frog itself, this, this frog has showed up for me in different things. I actually, I have not yet gone to the toad in the way that you have i've I've done several ayahuasca ceremonies now mm. i've had some powerful psilocybin experiences that have changed my life and given me an entire new perspective and i've been i've been waiting for the right moment to 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 go there i i do believe man that like there's there's more to this this physical realm that we're in that well we're, absolutely we weren't given the right information yeah. You know, we're told about Columbus and all these creepy guys and stuff. You know, we're not giving the right information. It's true, man. We're giving all the wrong information about who we really are, yep. who we really come from and stuff, you know? Mm. So true, man. And I think people, yeah, I think people got to find it for themselves. You know, they tell us of... They they told us one time that we were only five thousand years old. For for a long time we were believing mm. that we we're only five. Then we found cities underneath yeah. other cities that are nine thousand years old. We can't explain oh, that. Yeah. We can't what happened to the other four thousand years. That yeah. Gobekli Tempe, have you seen that? Yeah. The site in Turkey. It's yes. maybe twenty thousand years old or something like that. People yes. are building Man. these massive in the pyramids and the We don't you know, know nothing. We don't know anything. They, they, know. Know. they have pyramids in Bosnia that's older than the pyramids in Giza. In Bosnia, they're older than the ones that the the Sphinx and stuff. In Bosnia, we don't know who we are. We don't know nothing. We don't know shit. Yeah, and you know, at the same time, I've kind of almost at this point, for anyone that claims to know, I wonder what experiences they've been through. And unless they've, they, uh, you know, if you've had some deep experiences with plant medicine, and you want to talk to me about what is, I'll listen. But without that, I'm not interested anymore in hearing your scientific materialist reductionist view of the world. No, it was no. wrong. All that stuff was wrong, man. It's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a half of the truth. Yes. It, 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 it's unfolding. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of one of our best friends is, works at NASA. I mean, we, you know, so we've gotten, we went and toured NASA together. You know, it's, 
but it's not the only the science side of things is the not physicists only. always bother me <laughs> same they do man i mean i i i totally respect the laws of physics and believe there's a lot there that they've studied and found out through science but i feel like these guys miss the big picture of what this is really all about in china they found nine foot caucasians in the china. nephilim I don't know what they were that foot they found. You kind of look like a giant to me. So does he. and everything on their face of scorpions and stuff. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Wow. They made it with the Chinese. The Chinese was even tall and the, the women were seven feet. Yeah. Some so people refer to those creatures as the Nephilim. Yeah. They were angels. That, angels came down and breeded with the humans and they created these Nephilim, these giants that would terrorize the humans. That's incredible. Yeah, and the there, I mean, if you dig on the internet, you'll find weird research articles or but, papers you know, on finding these we skeletons. Think that's where, but where these people come from? I know. You no, know, maybe we don't where have the no fuck? Where the fuck this monster come from? Where the <laughs> fuck did this foot thing come tall from? With blonde hair, and blue eyes. Where did he come from? I never saw no guy that big that looked like that. Well, let's talk a little bit about that plant medicine, man, and the knowledge and the information that that gives you access to. Have you read a book called The Cosmic Serpent? No. It's but a, it's I a great I did the plant read. medicine. I, I've done the plant medicine, and um, the plant medicine was fun compared to the toad. The toad takes you right there. It doesn't play with you at all. It takes you right there. What you got, what you made out of. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you die right there. You die. I'm dead. Holy shit, I'm dying. I heard you say when you were on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that you wanted to keep going back to it. Yeah, because I, you know, I didn't understand what was going on. I just died. I never, I never experienced that in my life. But, I mean, most people do that one time and they go away. And I was like, only Mike Tyson would have that mentality no. to just go back to it. Like, no, oh, because, I just died, but I want to go do it hey, again, man. No, because it took me someplace that I didn't even know existed. A I got to tell you, even yeah. better, Ooh. even better, Kyle. Mike finishes Ooh. his second trip. And I was, I happened, I had the honor of being there for it. It was like a fucking storm, man. Like lights were flickering. It was like there was an exorcism happening. And after Mike's second trip, I went in there. It was like 30 minutes after he went in. And I look at him in the room. The room's totally dark. I see Mike sitting at the back on the couch, totally chill with a joint burning in his hand. And he just looks at me. I'm like, Mike, how are you? He's like, they won't let me do a third. Hmm. He wanted to go again. But right, they said, right then, like back to back. He wanted to go. Wow. He wanted to go number three. What did Cuss say? Heroes and cowards feel the same fear, yeah. but heroes it's just respond what they to do. it differently. Yeah, what you do that makes you the hero, and what you don't do that makes you the coward. Absolutely. The will man. to act. Shit, man. It was just, um, I wanted to hang out there for a while. <laughs> Get a grasp of it. Understand yeah, it. Wow. Well, if it didn't, you weren't afraid of dying then. You know what I mean? All my life I've been afraid of dying and stuff and say, oh, I'm going to miss out on all this young pussy. I'm going to miss out on this money. I'm going to miss out on watching my kids. Dying is just as um, glorious as living because, you know what I mean, you couldn't have life without death. Yeah. You know? I need to do this ad read, but first, I've got some money to collect, so I need to call my bookie. I need my money, Uncle G. What money are you talking about? Last week, I put $100 on the Jags. I won, 
and I still have not received my money, dude. Ah, you know I'm good for it there, uh, Eben. But you know I took a I took a big bath on the uh, the, the Bears. You know they covered what? the spread. I didn't think they were going to cover the spread. Uncle they, G, this is your problem, dude. I need my money. Well, what the hell? Trubisky all of a sudden can like throw like uh, three or four touchdown passes out of nowhere. That's my fault. Look, I need my money. You know my my aunt. She's very elderly, and she's. On a fixed income. This is She's on a fixed your income. problem. This is your problem. Yeah, man, if um, I was you, I wouldn't even listen to that motherfucker. Go online right now. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to my bookie online no, right don't now. don't go there. Don't go there. Trust me. You don't even need that guy. Don't listen to Mike. My bookie online. I'm going there right now. You know why? Because you bet you win. They pay, buddy. <laughs> my bookie online has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book. Period. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Sign up for a chance to receive a $1,000 bonus at MyBookieOnline today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HOTBOXING to activate the offer. Or call Uncle G. My number is 312-785-5755. Don't call Uncle G. And then ask for uh, Uncle G, or, you know, as my dad calls me, Gerald. Forget all that. Go to MyBookie online today. And don't forget to use the promo code HOTBOXING when creating your account to claim the bonus. Do you guys meditate? Life is better when I do. Yeah. You know, it goes more smoothly. And um, I try to try to just bring it to my life, you know, and, and just, I don't know, be just, I, I think what I try to do instead of meditation is I try to listen. Mm. Be in the moment. I try to listen and I listen for things that other people might not listen for. And in terms of even today, you know, in, in meeting some of your crew in the uh, Standing United, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know here that. I mean, this is, I mean, such an amazing honor to be here with you guys. I think that the highest truth for us and the reason why we're here is, was really to meet them. You diagnosed that already. Well, that you're, but you know, I mean, I kind of, at the same it's time, it's very man, cosmic that you're here, man. Of course, your yeah. spirit animal is the frog, it, you know, why, what my, else would it be coming in here? Right. You know, Jeff, man, you're a Navy SEAL. Toad's going to take you to that level, man. I think that other dimension, that other chamber of life, it's going to be a psychological trip. It's going to be really happening. It's nothing about your body. It's going to be your mind. Shit is going to really happen. You'll be like, whoa. It's really crazy, too. He was on a vision quest in, it was Thailand, right? No, in or, uh, California. It was just a sober shamanic, my first exposure to shamanism. Hmm. And he ended up on the back of a frog that, like, brought him through brought him through the river wow yeah, it said that uh it they basically it was just this visualization that said you're going to discover your spirit guide in this and i'm like okay cool this is kind of interesting whatever and 10 minutes nothing happens it was just drumming totally sober and um then all of a sudden i was holding hands with this girl and looked over this hole and i got sucked inside of this hole traveled through it and i got shot into this river and all of a sudden i was drowning and i lost the girl and i i was drowning i'm like wow this is crazy visual for not you know being sober and then all of a sudden I feel a cement block underneath me almost like your cement floor outside here 
and it raises me up, and I'm riding on the back of a frog. And then I put it together. He's got a tattoo of um, the bone frog, which is um, – It's a memorial for fallen seals. Yeah. Because mm. we're frogmen. Frogmen. Yeah. How long can you hold your breath at your best? Longest, longest I did was 308. Yeah. When I was in when I was in Buds. It's the only time I really, you know, was underwater and was like was testing that. Usually three minutes, eight seconds. You yeah. know, um three minutes is around the box and you know how much damage you could do in three minutes. <laughs> Imagine that. Jeff, have you experienced any plant medicines yourself? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Yeah. Really you know, I've had I've had an amazing life, like a lot of incredible blessings, but I've also, you know, I lost my little brother when I was eight. Mm. I mean, I lost my father when I was eight. I lost my little brother when he was 23, would have been, I think, six years ago. Lost my stepfather recently. Lost uh, my boss. Uh, and then I ended up, like, doing CPR on him for, like, 30 minutes so I've had a lot of loss in my life, and it's really kind of helped me de- like deal with that and um, kind of brought me to a better place. The psilocybin helped you yeah, get through that or at least take something away from that. Yeah, and just learn more about myself. No doubt. That these medicines will show you that for sure. Man, I got to tell you guys, I meditate every day and I've died a thousand deaths, man. And life has become this constant process of letting go. Shedding. You know, any time that you think that you're identifying with something, it's like time to fucking let it go. Because we're not that, you know? Yep. We're something so much more profound. You know, we're everything. We are part of this whole thing. We're all in this together. You know, we're all one. And I mean, I don't know, once you sort of come to that realization, life gets in this fucking material plane that we're on, life starts to get pretty fucking weird. You know, I mean, I'm also an empath. Like I feel everything that people feel, you know, I feel it in my body and sometimes it's extremely overwhelming, but you know, it's my gift. It's one of my gifts. It's my blessing, you know, in this life. And so anything that I can do to make this world a better place, like that's what I'm here to do. It's so cool that, that you get that. I mean, both of you embody, you know, I mean, really, I guess it can include all four of us in this, this realm. And I don't know you guys quite as well too, the camera crew, but these guys are cool. These guys are seem pretty cool too. I mean, but you know, the, the attitude and mindset around masculinity is one that is so misunderstood because you can be ferocious, but you can learn to be at peace. You know, it's all about peace and love when it comes down to the situation. It all comes to peace and love. My whole life I was taught it was about ferocity, viciousness, fear, inflicting stuff. And all my life I found out that was a lie. And I found out it was all about being um, humble and you know, subservient and giving to people and loving people and forgiving people for mistakes and shit. And um, coming to grips with that is just um, overwhelming, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I cry a lot because I, you know, I've been living a life that was long, wrong all these years, and I thought that was the, you know, because the person I love told me that, and it was wrong and stuff. Mm. 
And now, I mean, I think you can show so many younger kids that are going through that same thing. I hope so. I hope so. You know, maybe they don't have to go through the same. I, Absolutely. I mean, it's a big part of what drives me. I, I tried, you know, at 10 years old, I tried to hang myself. And No, um, listen, um, brother, I came here to talk to you about that because, you know, because of my, um, you know, I mean, my... my my psychology as a young kid, the way I was brought up, I think about doing that to myself a lot. All I do is think about hurting people. Do you think, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not, the, I'm not a tough guy, but that's all I've been thought of doing. I'm, I'm, I'm torn sometimes. Yeah. I want to kill myself, too. Everything I did wrong gave me riches and wealth and everything that everybody else wanted. But I just wanted to be like everybody else. That makes sense. It does. Oh, but you kind of became sometimes the, it doesn't make sense to the me. best of everybody else, yeah. but it still wasn't enough. Yeah, because I didn't have no love. That's why fear motivated, insecure motivated, and stuff. I still have a lot. Of, I still have a lot of emotions I haven't come to grips with and stuff because of that, you know. And you think it was your family that kind of helped bring that all to light family and yeah pretty medicine. much yeah pretty much you know I, you know things i've said to people and i want to do their family fuck your mother your wife you know what the fuck am i doing this is for competition this should be this stuff we're getting wealth this should be fun why is my mind thinking these things because i never really understood the concept of love and anybody else's feelings were insignificant because if they feelings were significant I, I probably wouldn't hit them as hard or want to hit them as hard so i had to Devaluate-wise, their their feelings. I remember when you retired, you said it was because I'm a father now. I want to love my children. I don't want to just train and be a fighter. Exactly, an animal. Yeah. You know, it's pretty wild, Mike. I I, I met you the night that you fought Kevin McBride. Really? Yep. I, I remember, to, listen, you came up to the board where I was at. Yeah. Well, you came up there. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, remember that. How amazing is that? Yeah, that's awesome. What were you doing there? <laughs> 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 I was with a guy who was kind of helping me out, helping get my story out there initially, and, and we parted ways, but he was really instrumental in, in helping me in those, in those early days, and he was the type he would just navigate through anything to go and get there you know i would be more reserved and laid back but he he knew that you were my hero i got to meet ali that night too yeah and i remember when we made eye contact just the whole because layla fought that night too it was just the whole freaking room just the world stopped for a minute and you know when i got to meet you it just stayed with me because i thought you know this is a guy who just you were the kindest athlete i'd ever interacted with and I thought the perception that the world has of this guy is so wrong. And I mean, in, in a way, though, I get that with me. You know, that the body that I was born into in this life was, you know, it was, it was just it was a different, different one and one that, you know, I didn't understand in the early goings. But now there's nothing you could give me in the world to make me go back and do it again. But a lot of people misunderstood me, too, you know, because I wanted to be that warrior. I, football was my first sport mm-hmm. that I played. I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I wanted to be Mike Tyson and Dan Gable and, you know, all these warriors and Randy Couture. And, and now it's, you know, in my, own, in my own way, I've gotten to become that and be here with you. And now I'm at peace. 
That's awesome. You know, I always had that conception, too, of being a warrior, you know, being around Custom Model and him introducing me and the concept of reading about Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great and all that stuff. And and all those concepts of which I've... um, so all those things that we battle for, like, you know, we warriors, we battle for honor and stuff. But at that time, you never know because they don't teach you that you're born with honor. You know, you don't have to fight. Or you can't, um, you, you, you take it away. Yeah. You can't win honor. You're going to lose it because you're born with it. But we get to show people, give me a different way. You know, that's why I love. I love second chances. I love comeback stories for people. I love people that recreate themselves, too. One of my... One of my heroes is uh, Maynard James Keenan uh, you know, from Tool. I mean, yeah. the guy just said, fuck it. Like, I'm not doing music anymore. I'm just going to go and make wine. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Just because he had the courage to go in to do that, man. It's How's like, he doing with that? I think he's doing pretty well, yeah. He's doing well. But, I mean, he's he's doing it, though. You know, he's walking that path in the same way that you guys are, too. You know, you expose yourself to criticism. What was the quote that you, you shared with me that he, he said last night? It was... It was... Uh, let me see. If you're a friend to everyone, you're an enemy to yourself. Oh, that's I just saw you say true. that. Like, yeah. That's Mike. Dude, it's so true, man. Because no then one, you're just everyone's sacrificing not, everyone's not gonna yourself. Like you. Everyone's not going to like you. And anybody that says they like you don't really like you. You know? Yeah. How can you be friends with everybody? You have to come to reality. I don't like that guy for doing this. He's abusive to other people. I don't like him. You know what I mean? And yeah. so how can you say I like everybody and this guy is doing something that's really... um unworthy of human conception yeah you know and i think everybody is just interested in or in love with the image of who they think you are Mm. (laughs) i mean very few people know who you really are you know everyone every one of your relationships in your life you wear a mask of that relationship sanity you know a lot of us are really fucking nuts. You know, we're not from a normal perspective, you know. You got to see these guys in Navy SEALs and stuff. Yeah. They've they seen people die. They, they may have been part, participating in people dying. They don't think nothing normal than the normal guy that's out here that's working and getting a job and just have a family. They don't think like that. Experiences may vary. Yeah. But I do believe it's, it's you know, people, so much of it is just go on your journey. You know, that's what I'm learning right now is to, to give up who I thought that I was for who I you know, who I am and, and to find that, to go inward more, you know, than now. And really, I just spent, um, you know, the the spectrum of friends that I have, (laughs) I love, and they couldn't be further from each other. One of my, um, one of my best friends uh, was born with HIV and she lived a rough, you know, kind of early going mom died at four and, um, Lexi Gibson is her name. I just spent the f- last four days with her, and um, she's she's amazing. You know, she was basically orphaned at thirteen, grew up in Oakland, only white girl going to school. You know, at all black school, and it was just a really. She had a program though that taught her about the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell's teachings, and taught her about the, a lot of Toltec wisdom um, from books by Don Miguel Ruiz and the uh, Four Agreements, um, Mastery of Love, the Fifth Agreement who's Don Miguel Ruiz is a huge hero of mine too. Awesome. But they, um, basically, um, that saved her and gave her a chance to come back. And she's, you know, now, um, you know, she's, she's working as a, as a dancer right now. And she's, she's, she's 
funded a like a, a like a, a nonprofit for a year that helps kids with HIV in Africa. Wow, that's so awesome! And I'm, you know what? It's like her heart, though. What she's taught me is 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 to love thyself, and then you can love the world. And you know, in in a way, it's like I am that, and I'm also, you know, Jeff, and you know, Jeff and my. And our, one of our other best friends, my my brother Mitch Aguiar, Jeff and Mitch are they're 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 basically like my Tyler Durden essence. Like they are Tyler Durden from Fight Club. You know, they dress like you want to dress. They fight like you want to fight. Fuck like you want to fuck. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> but to me, it's you know, it's both. It's the duality of you know. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be so serious. We can have a good time, but you know, just be honest with yourself. Be honest with other people. Tell the truth. The more you tell the truth and you, you, you refuse to, to really bend who you are for, for that truth, then watch your life change. Watch things around you go and, and, and manifest. Keep your word, though. Absolutely. Um, I remember when we were in Avon, I used to go to my AA meetings and stuff. Our hardest, our hardest addiction, more than any consumption of drugs, alcohol, it was being truthful to ourselves. Mm. You know? Nobody lies more than the drunk, the addict, you know what I mean? He tells the truth by accident. It's true, man. Or clock that's wrong tells the truth twice a yeah. day. <laughs> so how did you come to the plant medicines, Kyle? And we talked a little bit about this outside, but I, I think that what, what they do is is that they, they alter our consciousness to the state where we can achieve those, you know, even with marijuana or whatever, it can elevate your consciousness, I believe. It can, it can elevate, you know, your vibration and who and what you are. It, it, you know, we, we are electricity. We're energy. I mean, I know yeah. that that's so esoteric. It's so out there. And I know all the physicists in the world are rolling their eyes. It's but true. I don't really care anymore. It's true, man. You know, it's the, and the, the ancient yogis, they knew this thousands of years ago. Yeah. You know, Jesus knew this. That's why I was able to go and help heal people. You know, I mean, there's – and that's yeah, – we can – right. Listen, um – I didn't mean to interrupt you, yeah. brother, but you know they found them in a mummy, like a three thousand, four thousand year old mummy. Two, they found cocaine in his hair. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't make cocaine in Egypt. So they did it probably in the ancient time. It was an ancient um, strain, their strain there that had that they had tobacco too, and they don't make tobacco in um, Egypt. Egypt. But they wow. had tobacco in his hair, and they had cocaine in his hair. Wow, he's two thousand years old. We know nothing. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And then other people that I don't know if you guys know about. Um, He's the cocaine dummy if you wanted to look it up. The cocaine yeah, yeah. dummy. Do you know about Dr. Sebi? Yeah. Yes. He, just, he discovered the um, Vicks for AIDS and stuff. Yeah. Well, he did use fasting. Yeah. Fasting is another thing that's brought me to a new level. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm fasting is amazing. Are you? Yeah. No, I'm going to eat. I'm going to fast too. Nothing but fruit. I fast every day. You have to fast. You purify yourself. Well, multi, I'm talking extensive fast. Dr. Yeah. Sebi was having people fast for 40. He had Lisa Left Eye Lopez. She was fasted for 42 days. Listen, I'm a Muslim. We do it for 30 days every year. Wow. You know? What do you do? I mean, but you can eat at night, though, with Ramadan. Yeah. I'm talking straight fasting. Straight fasting, yeah. just alkaline water. Well, I don't or think, whatever, I think that's greens. too I think that's too extreme. If you if you can eat some greens yet, then that's not too extreme. Well, that's what our, as long as you get some greens in. Shout something. out to the Smashing Greens. Our buddy yeah. Mitch started that. That's what got me going, is Mitch. That's, would what, cut that's weight all I eat with greens. I with, all eat greens. I'm down 25 pounds right now in two months. Wow. And it's amazing, oh. man. I feel phenomenal. 
the last month of my life in March was the most spiritual month of my life, and the fasting brought me closer to it. Not yes, it's it really is fasting is a high. Fasting is amazing because yeah. yeah. it focuses your mind. Yeah, we're, we're hunters. High. We grew up on the plains we're of high. Africa. Yeah, you know. Well, we you get hunt, this we're, we're, we're when you fast. Your brain releases this stuff, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which starts creating all these new pathways in your brain and healing your brain and soaking up all the toxins and destroying all the and I scar think, tissue and, and chemicals. I don't think I don't think that we were originated and originated in Africa. You don't think so? No. Mm. Interesting. They're older cities. They got, they got cities that are older than Africa, under Turkey, and so, under Bosnia, and these countries. I'm talking stuff. way back on the plains when we were, oh, when we were hunter-gatherers. Yeah, yeah. I gotta believe that. Yeah. yeah, that's our history, though. That's our roots, yeah. you know? That's what we are, um, identified we with. Yeah, but we're more than that, even. You know, we're I, more I than agree. We can even but I do think that that's where we were yeah. born. Have you guys heard of the Emerald Tablets? No, tell us about it. The Emerald Tablets are... Um, it's writings from Thoth, the Egyptian god of wisdom. Um, and he, it's the story is that he was a priest in Atlantis who was granted access to the other dimensions, you know, where reincarnation happens. And when Atlantis was flooded, he flew to Egypt and built the pyramids. And underneath, he created this thing called the Halls of Amenti, which is where you can go and reincarnate and come back. And he reincarnated, they say, as this guy Hermes Trismegistus, yes, and founded the Hermetic philosophy. And the Emerald Tablets are these actual physical tablets they have found that are 30,000 plus years old. And he wrote this. And when you read these things, you can go buy it on Amazon. You know, you could buy a book and it's this, it's basically an epic poem, which talks about life and what this thing is that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And, uh, it's some fascinating shit, man. And like you were saying, Mike, I mean, we used to think we're 5,000 years old, you know, like there's so much more to this. My wife has been going to the stream and think that aliens were involved with our production. And yeah, life. I mean... You know, she gets, she, because we can't conceive of these people. How do they move the pyramids? Why would, I just left Egypt. How do they do this stuff? For real, I never saw yeah. how big they were. I never saw how big the stones were. Well, think how, about what we would do. The stones are so far away <laughs> from where the pyramids are built. If we showed up to another planet, we would totally, if we saw a primate or something like that, we'd be like, okay, let's go and stick a little of our DNA in there and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Help you build yeah, some plug stuff. Plug it in. <laughs> yeah. That's what they did. I don't know. Why not? You know what I think you mentioned Islam too, and the thing that I've learned from that mostly, and I try to I try to be indiscriminate in all the spiritual teachers that I learned from, but Muhammad never stopped seeking. No, he never stopped stopped seeking knowledge. Never stopped seeking knowledge because yeah. he never thought that he had all the answers. And it's no one does. How do you have this? Is very scary. And you know, places in um, Russia and um, Ukraine too. Kind of looked at you could did they find warrior Amazon queens? Yeah. Woman, she um she had all her jewelry, had all her weapons, and she was like this. And at the bottom of her feet was a slave, a man, mm. in fetal position. Oh, she was on the, his back. She, you know, she, it was crazy. Mm. And her horse was there too. She had a horse. They buried her with her horse. It was all mum- mummified. Huh? It was mummified. Yes. Wow. No, it was her bones. Oh, I'm bones. sorry. Okay. Bones. bones. 
In a tomb or something. Yeah, there's another city underneath, an uh, ancient city underneath the country. Well, Mike, talk about, talk about how you saw the Aztec temples in your toad Yeah, experience. that's what I saw. Um, I saw the Aztec temple. I saw those um, hieroglyphics in there and stuff. I saw that. Wow. I saw, like, um, the penile gland, you know, the, the shell of the man. There's no... It's just like a shoulder of the man, the gland. Third was, eye. Yeah, the third eye. That's what it, what it was. When I went to Tony Robbins' house, I forgot that I saw it there. Yeah. I said, that's what I saw when I took you know. He has a picture in his... Yeah, in his basement. Really? Yeah. Tony's Tony's had a ride with the toad. And he's a good man, wow. too. He's I love Tony, man. man. Tony was one of my early heroes. And awesome I actually, I, I, I feel bad because I've, I judged him for a while some of the things I would see and sometimes I would see other motivational speakers and stuff like that and I don't know I'm like the speaker who doesn't really vibe with most motivational speakers you're the anti-speaker speaker speaker. (laughs) but I really I hearing that from you is is pretty pretty amazing I trust your both of you because he really believes in what he's doing you know what I mean you look at some guys they look at it from a financial perspective this is a business I'm a brand you know yeah I'm a personality yeah that I know. Of, I vibe. I definitely, that resonates with me a lot, Kyle. You know, you know? I look at things and, I, and you say things that he does for people is not going to help his brand, but his brand is going to help these people. Mm, yes. You know, it's just yes. that way. He's at that stage where not really many, if he did anybody, they're not going to help his brand. His brand is what it's going to be. Right. If you hated on it, you didn't like it, or you love it, it's be what it's going to be. And um, he uses it to help people. It was more, I mean, a matter of, I went. I went and sought out and studied under his original teachers, the founders of neurolinguistic programming, mm. and became a you know hold this certificate of a master practitioner of, of NLP. That was kind of what started my early journey. I was at an NLP thing when I had that frog vision, and you know I just I I, I like loyalty and respect and the fact that you know in, in martial arts and the martial arts tradition you have a lineage that you come from. And you give, and in philosophy, you have a lineage that you come from. In spirituality, you talk about the lineage that you come from, and you gave respect and, and and honor those those teachers that came before you because you do stand on the shoulders of literal giants. And that we would not be who we are without that. And that the speaking world in general is sometimes absent of that. It doesn't. They don't talk about the the and give. The complete respect to the teachers that they that they've had. Now, I'm not saying that about anyone in particular. Well, it's the ego, but it's just like that's what people think that they came up with all of this. No, we have been evolving this for a really long time, you've and just, the best we can do is take it a little bit further. You've just been granted access to it, and it's a privilege. Yes, it's funny too. A lot of the stuff he talks about with NLP is actually real similar to things we do in the SEAL teams and the intelligence community. Yeah, talk it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know the seals, they're fucking, you're tapped into this type of shit. What kind of food do the seals eat? I mean, we. At, we Beer eat every- and fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we eat everything pretty much. Like, but- I'm talking about when your guys are on top of your game, you're ready to be on yeah. your best to do something, to accomplish something. What do you eat? Well, so, I mean, sometimes you only get MREs or like quick stuff because you're, you're living out, you're living out of your bag or you're living out on a forward operating base and you might not even have cooks. So sometimes you, you don't, it, it can be hard other. I mean, other times if you're, if you're in a more established area, then they'll, they'll bring in 
that we'll actually have locals bring in like you know chickens and food and be eating more fresh. How heavy is your backpack? It all all depends on the mission we're doing. There's times the backpack can be 120, 150 pounds of gear when you're going up huge mountains. Plus a machine gun. Plus yeah. yeah, plus you're carrying if you're if you're like a new guy and you're carrying the the automatic weapon, it can be 30, 30 35 pounds, and then another thirty pounds of ammo, body <laughs> armor. It can be it can be insane. You get a lot of yeah, gear. You know. Yeah. And you're just hoping for a chance to shoot your gun so you can lighten all the ammo. <laughs> he won't Holy brag on himself, shit. but he's one of the most mentally tough human beings to ever exist. And that's why I'm giving me to ask yeah. some other stuff, too. Is, so is, tell me, nice. how, how long do they keep you underwater, man? I mean, it's usually like oh, tasks that you're given, so you but have they, to swim. But you're doing a task and in your fucking face, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, all right, you go down and you're supposed to tie tie a knot underwater. This is when you're just going through the training, and then you tie. They're like, all right, how many knots can you do at once? I'm like, well, I was planning to just do one because I want to make sure I pass. They're like, all right, do three. I'm like, all right, I go down. I do I do all three knots. Like get the okay for each one, and then I like request to go up. Is in like fifteen fifteen feet down. And then he starts giving me the sign to do rock, paper, scissors. So now I got to beat him in rock, paper, scissors while I'm down there. And then uh, oh, then shit. go up, like, <laughs> get a couple breaths. He's like, all right, let's go back down. And then had to go down, tie the next the next couple. Do you uh, run into people who you still have something in the shoulder chipping and have it on out for you? Oh, yeah. There was <laughs> – couldn't – so I had, like, everything go wrong. Like, Friday before Hell Week, I had – I had passed, I had pa- like six weeks into training, I had passed everything, then Hell Week's about to start, where you get an hour and a half nap on Wednesday, hour and a half nap on Thursday, and you finish up on Friday. So, And you run about 50 miles with a boat on your head, you lunge for miles with 200-pound telephone poles. Um, and so Friday before this training starts, I get viral gastroenteritis, and I can't even drink water without throwing up, just throwing up, Ugh. just nonstop. They just put like IVs in me. Finally, finally, I'm able to get some fluids that way. Was able to start getting a little bit of food down. Like Saturday night started Hell Week on Sunday, but then from being so dehydrated, then going into Hell Week, it oh led to God. me getting rhabdomyolysis, where my yes. muscles broke down so much that my blood became toxic. It typically only happens to people yeah. that get Protein crushed in, a, in your urine. Yeah, typically only if you get crushed in a car accident or earthquake. And uh, I had that one year in training camp. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was hospitalized wow. multiple times for really? dehydration. Yeah. Once for rhabdo, they cl- they diagnosed it as rhabdo, but it was bad, dude. Full body cramps in the fucking parking lot. Listen, after accomplishing all those um, those details and in your training methods and stuff, you must feel like a fucking warrior god, yeah. huh? Yeah. It was Imagine enduring all that <laughs> yeah! I know, dude. A past motherfucker. Anybody else dying. Yeah. Giving up. You're a bad so motherfucker, dude. They they ended up pulling me out and performance dropping me on an hour from Wednesday. I was the last person to not make it through that class. And and uh but I basically refused to accept it and called up seals i knew who had mentored me and they called in and vouched on my behalf and I went to the leadership like the the leader instructors and just like begged for another chance and told him I'm like hey I never failed anything and I got extremely sick before hell week you can talk to medical I got another chance started all the way over again and then 
instead of passing everything like I did the first time before Hell Week, I now failed everything because I still had rhabdo and he didn't, we didn't know what it was. So now I'm like, now it's like affecting me more mentally because it's, my body's not working and I knew I was strong, but... Didn't you say it was being like being stabbed in, the, in your legs with, with knives when you're running? Yeah, so we're running everywhere you go. You have a boat on your head and it's, I'm, you know, when like football players get cramps on the field and they get like carried off mm-hmm. and I'm having cramps in my hamstrings and my, and my quads at the same time. And I'm just doing everything I can to stay, <laughs> under, to stay under this boat. And I think like uh. doing everything I can to stay under the boat is what led to me getting rhabdo. Yeah. And then, then once I got like rhabdo, then I couldn't even, st- I couldn't even go as fast as the guys that had the boat on their head. And normally it had never been diagnosed before because everyone quits when they get it. But I, I knew who I was. I knew I was strong. Like here and here I knew I was just sick and got, got dropped, talked my way back in, started again, and then failed everything again. But then I ended up going to medical, and that's when they drew my blood and my blood came back toxic. So then I started all the way over again. <laughs> and then, uh, But now I was used to doing everything with my body failing, and now I was healthy. So it was just – now I'm just laughing and enjoying it and having fun with my friends, working out on the beach. It's – I'm like, you know, going – you know, going around, it's like an adventure with my friends. And I knew I had already completed all these tasks. But after doing this training so many times, I'm like, just another day doing it again. And, and I uh, finally had fun with it and was making jokes in Hell Week. And I'm like, wow, Hell Week's a lot harder when you don't have rabbit. What's the furthest you ever ran? Furthest um, within, when I was, had made it through buds we were out in the out in the desert in the mojave desert uh, it was like 140 degrees during <sighs> during the day fuck like i think 130 air temperature 140 surface temperature there's like an 18 mile ruck ruck run you got to do and i think it's a three hour time limit how much so weight you got on it's like 70 pounds fuck. but you're doing they do it at nighttime because it's only 100 degrees at nighttime yeah. but i stepped wow. in a hole with seven miles left and and, oh. and like destroyed my ankle level three sprain and i like and i just feel everything just rip i'm just like waiting i'm like waiting for a medic and it's like taking too long and i kind of had that buds mentality where if i stopped i was quitting and i just like tighten my boot and just start like dragging my foot behind me for the last seven miles of the run i think i had like three minutes left and i was gonna i was like a half mile out or something and maybe a quarter mile and I realized I wasn't going to make it and I start like running and like swinging my body in all the craziest <sighs> ways I was like running like Forrest Gump basically trying to try I didn't even stop for water anywhere on the once that happened because I didn't have time I knew I was going so slow now but I ended up making the time by like 15 seconds and, wow. and then I couldn't I couldn't walk for three days and they were going to roll me but I got up ended up getting a brace i turned in my crutches for a machine gun and then just started land warfare again just limped my way through the rest of the next like three weeks Dude. but it, gave, it was like very you know, it's like these experiences like that were even i so i can apply it to everything how about you your know. missions you've been on a few missions yeah first uh deployment was to iraq yeah and going after id makers and everything 
It was it was a slow. It was two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So it wasn't you know how did the Iraq war or anything, but you know going after. But how do you bad not guys. go in, not going the same from the heat? You know my living conditions. I'd say my room was about this this size, like maybe fifteen feet, and we had AC in there. Yeah. I was actually there. It was more during the winter, so it was like seven months more more winter time. It was definitely getting really hot, but it wasn't the heat wasn't so bad cool. for me. Uh, Mike, it's but. just a different mindset, dude. Like normal people would never fucking like, go to a strange country where everybody yeah. know you're a fucking foreigner and they know you're there to look for somebody. And you know, fuck, yeah. you have to do it. You still have to accomplish that goal. Normal people would just fucking break down. You wouldn't even make it. You know, but you know, you train. I mean, you train three and a half years before you even go and do your first deployment as a SEAL, and you're so highly trained. It's like you know, how long do you practice with your team to, you know, get a chance to go to the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. once you're there? Or how many years did you train before you got your first heavyweight huh. fight? You're not, you're not scared. You're excited to be there. I mean, it's yeah. all, you're you know, jacked. And I knew I was there going after guys who were trying to kill good people, kill Americans, blow mm. people up, and we wanted to go get them in the middle of the night. It's fucking badass. How so. do you know where to get these motherfuckers? There? How yeah. do you know where they at? Right. We, I mean, we have, we, we definitely have very sophisticated intelligence network there. We talked to we talked to locals. We and do you and, speak uh, Farsi or no? It was Arabic where Arabic. I was at, but we we use an inter- we use interpreters. Oh, okay, and there there a lot of these people were grew up in Iraq but they were had been run out under Saddam and then they came mm. back as interpreters and they had been there they would be there 5 6 years so they they were very you know they they knew the people we were working with who we were getting our intelligence from and everything they were and, tapped in yeah oh, Saddam Hussein was fucking people up over there his own Fuck. people gassed the Kurds yeah attacked uh, Kuwait just for fun the oil for fields fun. fuck you for fun yeah it's crazy his sons to, I met his who guys I no, no I'm, I'm a Gaddafi son Uday mm. Uday and Hussein I stood right on his crumbled palace okay, Gaddafi in boy? Yeah, no uh, Saddam's okay. son yeah those guys yeah. I heard was nuts too yeah there's a philosopher though Sam Harris brings up a really interesting point you know if you grew up as Saddam Hussein's son what chance do you have? You know, it's like much, we're such a product man. of our environment. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's why huh. we've got to change the environment. I, I disagree with Sam on the concept of free will. I believe that we have it, but I think we have to go in and, and shift the mentality because kids that grew up, like you grew up, we grew up in very different families yes. and I would have been completely fucked had I not grown up with a family that, I, you know, that I had comparatively. Exactly. You know, I would have had no chance because hmm. this would have been too much. Hmm. I think it's always a will is a way. You know what I mean? I mean, this was already enough with the per- like an amazing you know, family. Listen, right? There's people giving up every day, though. Right now, yeah. you know, suicide is is, is a real yeah. thing that 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 that's a real issue, and it's crazy. I mean, that with you opening up and saying that you felt that before too. Well, There's so cool. many people that are giving up, giving up hope because, and I think they give up hope because they don't. They think that this is all that there is. They also give up hope because. They don't think that they can do anything about it, but they can. It's about the world they're in, you know. I'm, I'm situated. I know gentlemen that are in your, in my neighborhood that I come from in the city. I know neighborhood where people are in your situation. They live like God. 
people will die for them, people will kill for them. Wow. It's just how they de- how they live their life, and it depends on the environment. It depends on how that makes you think about yourself. Maybe something happened to him, and he said, whoa, I need people to help me, so I can't fight these guys, and now he has an army. You know what I mean? I don't know what did he do to get that army. How did he com- how did he um, co- convince these people to protect them, put their life on the line for him? How do they do that when they see him in that situation? Not like they could help him. He could help them or do anything, but it's something that he has that makes them do it. That you just can't put your finger on it. Well, and your best friends are Navy SEALs. <laughs> it's a convenient bodyguard system. No, no, but you know what I mean? No, <laughs> these sure. are not Navy SEALs. These are just cold No, guys. I know what you're saying. Well, people that Because I, I felt that with my friends. Oh, so. yeah. That's the thing that people don't realize, how lucky I am. I mean, that's the other... I wish that people treated each other the, so the way that they I'm treat me. About, so this is real yeah. what I'm talking about. It's real. About. You know, yeah. you're 100% right. You see this guy, but you look at him, what the fuck are you talking about? Who, you want to take care of him. Then, no, some guys look at yeah. him, who the fuck are you thinking? Then you see, you see behind what? him, you behind go, him. oh, shit. You see behind yeah, what's going on. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, it's because of the, your spirit, man. It's your spirit and who you are. Well, it's for each of us, though, right? Yes. No, it is. But I'm saying, you know, the like what Mike is talking about. Yeah. You know, you gather people. Because they believe in you and they love you. I love you guys. Thank you, brother. We love, I love, we you, love man. you too. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys have a a pretty badass swimwear line, huh? And you brought you brought Mike and I some speedos. Absolutely, we did. Yeah, some sungas. Sungas are kind of kind of Australian. My friend was sometimes he be all the way, but he was little speedos on here. <laughs> Bro, we're going to be out in Desert Hot Springs with the Sungas on. Mike, I saw you live in the Sunga Life. Our, our brand is called Sunga Life. And I saw you live in that. You had a, you had a big white Sunga on. And you had a you had a tiger oh, yeah. chain <laughs> looking like king of the world right there. I'm going to pull it so, up. Um, my, crazy, my crazy life when I was a kid. Yeah, but tell us a little bit about that company that you guys have. So I, I went down to Brazil. I'm real close with the Gracie family, and I saw everybody wearing these sungas down there. And and I was like, oh, wow, these are cool. And I'm talking to a Brazilian girl, and she's like, oh, I think they're so sexy on men. I just And I realized That's just dope. like – You're doing one, right? She just, said that you're I'm doing like, one. I'm like, oh, <laughs> buying, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm buying 10 of them. And, and I realized it just like how guys look at girls wearing Brazilian bikinis. They, they think it's sexy. I s- bought a bunch of them, started wearing them all over the world. Croatia Yacht Week, Australia, Vegas. Croatia is uh, pretty awesome. Croatia is amazing. And I didn't even – have to go and like talk to girls anymore. I just like be walking around with my friends. Girls would come up, hey, how are you doing? Those are cool. I'm like, all right. And then, uh, and then I was transitioning out of the SEAL teams, and I wanted to get into business. I did this. Um, it's called the Honor Foundation. It helps SEALs transition to the private sector. And I realized I'm like, I need to launch my own company right now, and I'm super passionate about this swimwear. I see a huge niche. It's all about freedom, right there. Boom, oh, man, my God, totally. Damn. Look at that, bro. Man. Sunga life. That's it. That's the yeah. ultimate Sunga life. That right is the ultimate Sunga. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Oh my God, Mike. You got it halfway That's... right. <laughs> you just missed this other half. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But it's kind of, we like to say too, if you're going to Peacock, do it like a patriot. So it's all about re- representing like freedom at the same time. Like our, free, our swimwear is all about freedom and expressing yourself and not letting anything hold you back in life even if that's a pair of board shorts you know and because you can 
There's just so many benefits. You get way better tan lines. You can swim through the water really fast. You dry really fast. Let's look at you having them up there. Put them up there. Sunga. It's Sunga Life. S U N G A. Dot com. Yes. So tigers are always your thing, Mike. No, listen. I'm in prison one day, right? <laughs> Let me tell you this story. I'm in prison one day, so I'm talking to my car dealer because life is continuing to go on. You know? So I'm talking to my car dealer, and we're talking about getting me some cars when I come home. And he's mad at a couple of my friends. He possessed their cars because they haven't finished paying him. And he said, if they don't finish giving me my money, I'm going to sell their cars and buy some pets, like some horses and, you know, some lions or tigers. I said, what? They have lions and tigers? You could buy those? He said, yeah. I know a friend that has clubs. Um, cubs, I got horses, llamas. What do you want, Mike? I said, man, I would love to have some cubs. He said, hey, don't worry about it. So I guess um, he called the guy, and when I came home, there was two cubs at my in my, my in my house. <laughs> wow! Until these That's guys so awesome. came and uh, stole stole one. Huh? Yeah. Not after the bachelor up. party. Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Though. Hey, what this them stuff right there? It's called the Loudmouth Patriot. Flamingos, Baywatch, BAE. And then we just launched our women's line as well and kind of took the same fun patterns. We got Starry Night, Gum Van Gogh, the pe- 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 Peacock. Peacock. The Peacock guy right there, huh? That's oh, dope. Yeah. If you got a Peacock, do it like a Patriot. And little did you know, this was like the preferred Navy SEAL uniform in the old days. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't even... Like click till I think couple like maybe a year. The in. girls really look nice in their bikini. <laughs> yeah, that's my girlfriend Bianca. Hey man, that's yeah. awesome, dude. It's a girlfriend doing this stuff. Yeah, way to go, Jeff. She's she's amazing. We just got back from a trip in Cabo and got like tons of amazing uh, shots and everything down there. We got oh, the pa- Patriot shades. Those are where dope. We have polarized and floating bamboo sunglasses with the stars and stripes laser you know engraved I know on the side. Too, the guys that do that, they have the most dangerous jobs get the prettiest girls. You know what I'm saying? They dangerous shit. It's evolution. Yeah. yeah. Chicks like that. They you like gotta go, whoever's going to go out and front <laughs> malevolence, though, you know? I mean, what takes courage. One of the biggest reasons I became a SEAL is that I could always protect my friends and family and just anyone around me. That if, you know, you grow up, you watch all these different movies and all, bad people are always doing stuff. I want to make sure I can always stop that person. And I was never going to allow myself or people I care about to be the victim. Maybe that's something that happened because my father mm. passed away young. But yeah, he, he passed away? He was killed in a car accident. Fuck, sorry to hear that, he was, a, he was a dairy farmer and was out yeah. picking up some equipment. And a tractor trailer basically came across the highway and there wasn't much of a median and just hit him head on in the door. And he's never had a chance. How old were you? I was eight years old. Tell me what, do you remember that day? Absolutely. I was I was uh, with my mom in the kitchen and my grandma came in and she was just like, Jeffrey was killed. and And then... Like everything changed, finance change. Yeah, um, I mean we had a we had a farm. Like within probably a month or so, every all the cows were auctioned off. All the farm equipment was auctioned off. Um, luckily, my mom ended up meeting an amazing man, Denny, and 
he he ended up they they got married a couple years later and he raised me and he was an incredible father but he and he he was like a top engineer but from playing college football he had a head injuries and got early onset alzheimer's around 52 years old and then passed away by 62 he he was an incredible father and raised me yeah brothers and sisters yeah, my sister Julie. She's a she's a dentist. Doctor Doctor Gum owns Gum Dental and uh, GumDental dot com. But Let's she's stay. A, Let's stay here, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, in like Lehigh Valley, Poconos. Actually, Larry Holmes had a gym right <laughs> where I lived. Exactly. Yeah, we're <laughs> like ten minutes from Easton. Mike knows all the yeah. gyms. <laughs> Easton to Easton, Pennsylvania. And um, and I had a brother. I had a brother, Chris, who he was like my best friend growing up, and we played every sport together. You know, he he was like the most talented of all of us. He was gifted. He was star soccer player, broke every like record for goals and assists, and and was prom king. Everything, but he he battled with addiction and and like overdosed, like numerous times until until it was my mom found him just alone on the on the floor it was it was terrible I know as she's been through so much I think it was you know just a couple of years after that where my stepfather passed away as well so she's but she's been so strong through everything Where's your mom live? Um, Lehigh Valley as well. Uh, Pensy. Pennsylvania, yeah. You get we, back to see her? Yeah, usually um, I'd say three or four times a year to Pennsylvania, but then we also, they're coming out for Easter to, to see me and for, for a week, and then my sister has a dental convention in San Diego, and then we just did a ski trip to Colorado. Her and my dad actually met as ski instructors, uh, Right in, a, right in a Poconos, my dad saw her and skied up to her and goes, you want to be my partner? And and uh, they were, I mean, my, I, had, I had amazing, you know, like I said, I, I've had amazing life, amazing, but like, you know, life's all ups and downs and it's, you don't want the victim mindset. You want to be thankful for the time you had with them and then, keep making them proud and keep you know going out and finding new new brothers it's awesome man but i just have to when he passed away i was like i just have to live a good enough life for me and him now which then to meet you know the united united we stand standing united standing United. united yeah yeah i mean i i just learned about that today i don't even know what what are they doing? These guys are guys that have great support for guys um, for mental um, illnesses and homelessness. Yeah, you know, addiction I mean? and addiction. Getting them resources. Getting know. them back on their feet yeah, so they can live a normal life in a feet. normal society. You know. Yeah. Let them know they have um, they have an outlet. They have people they can cry with. They have people that can support them. They have people that won't give up on them ever. Never, ever give up on them. Yeah, they're doing some awesome work. 
It's been a real pleasure to have you guys, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, this is I just this is one of the best moments of in my life. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank brother. you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you guys. It's very surreal and amazing experience and you know like I recently went through a transition coming out of coming out of the teams and I know you guys have both been through that from going from being, you know, the youngest champion and and uh transitioning out and now having this incredible business and you coming from the NFL and becoming a speaker and having being a part of all these incredible things going on here and and uh it just like so many people they they a lot of times they do they do one thing and they they're they're afraid of that transition but people can constantly be recreating themselves and sometimes they think like the best the best years are behind them but it's so important you never have your memories be bigger than your dreams and and you can use that incredible life you already had to be the foundation of what's next that's basically what we're basically um, starting to do and, and working on doing this, isn't it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. That's it, man. It's, yeah, our, sec- it's it, our second act, so to speak, right? Yes. Second act is, uh, yeah. love that. Yes, it is. It's going to be really interesting to see. Bumps. Yeah, just, you yeah, guys want to hear act. one last crazy story? Go for it. Yes. All right, so this is how, how we met. So I um, was almost in, engaged to a girl. And my grandmother was dying of a brain tumor. I knew I was going to lose her. And she was everything to me. So I tried to rush this proposal. I tried to rush this in- engagement. And um, so I, I had planned a proposal for Valentine's of um, 2014 or something like that. Or, anyway, I, we ended up breaking up. The night that we broke up, fought. She left. I went to the back porch, and I cried because I was thinking, like, oh, man, I— you know, left Georgia, came to San Diego, and I'm breaking up with this girl who I was in love with, and I cried and thinking I don't have my own friends, and so I want to like I want to create my community of, of friends, and um, so then that next night I met Jeff, went out to Shore Club, and I was there with a bunch of my like SEAL team buddies, and I'd seen Kyle's story. Just thought it was so amazing, so powerful. It became one of my heroes. It was like Kyle and Pat Tillman were like my heroes, and and uh, there's also and there's I, I mean I used to think about him when I was training jujitsu, getting re- even uh, like getting ready for deployment and stuff. I'm like, you know what? If I get blown up overseas, I'm just gonna be really strong for my weight class, the way Kyle is, and then. It's all so sudden, cosmic, dude. All of a sudden, I'm out at Shore Club and I see Kyle Maynard. Um, like going, I'm like, Kyle Maynard, what's up, man? He's like, oh, hey. And then, <laughs> then we start talking and became like, it was like almost, I think we talked like three hours that night or something. Like his other friends were what there with him. What did you talk about? Uh, he had just worked it out. Was, well, just, I was, I, I was Navy SEAL stuff, man, because I wanted to be a SEAL so bad. I, and I he wanted to be to Kyle leave. Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that it was jujitsu. I mean, there was all kinds of connections, you know? It was like he's... I ended up I ended up bringing him oh to my, my work God. to my work a bunch and I'd I was training all the like seal all the guys going through seal training how to fight and do combatives and prisoner handling and I'd bring them in and show them show them Kyle because I want these guys to know like if anything ever happens to you overseas you can still live an incredible amazing life 
And so Kyle would come in and I'd have Kyle, I'd pick out the biggest guy in the class and have Kyle grapple with him. So I got a video on my phone of the six foot eight, like 260 pound guy and him and Kyle. He's his size. Yeah. Him and Kyle have <laughs> Have you done like any jiu-jitsu? I've done grappling. Yeah. I haven't done, you know. We like should have a fight specific. to the death. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be the greatest way to close this podcast out. <laughs> Dude, but I mean, if anybody's tr- going to try and tell me that, that your guys' meeting was a coincidence, go fuck yourself. Dude. Yeah. This is fucking spirit at work right here, you know? Oh, man. Oba woman. It's cosmic, man. Like, you you had just had this intention of forming your new group of brothers. And Jeff is like, I just want to meet Kyle Maynard because he's such a massive inspiration to me. I mean, dude, that's that's just... You know, I, I got nothing else. You want to hear say. the final coincidence of this weirdest <laughs> with that? Yeah. Right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, what you do, man? The night that his dad passed, he was he had told his mom. His his mom has become like a a second mom to me. Third, I have a couple moms that are like really close to me. Anyway, his dad had given his his mom instructions on um, to go get the Terminator movie and. Uh, the weird connection with that is, is like that's what my dad named me after. Kyle was Kyle Reese, like the um, original protagonist of the Terminator. To go and like go back in time and warn people about you know the relationship with technology and like I love that who and what they're doing, you know. And it's for me, my whole life I would be nothing without tools. But neither would it give you, right? Like, it's tools that have allowed us to go and build all this stuff. And maybe because for me, when I had to go and put my socks on for the first time, it took me 45 minutes, and I used a paperclip in my mouth to shape a fishing hook to go and pull the sock on. And that was how I got my sock on. But now it takes five seconds. So it, I think, though, that, like, part of the... Part of the deal with that, though, is like right now we've got to decide as a as a species what tools we're going to go and use in the future. Hmm. Do we go down that road of, of artificial general intelligence, which could be dangerous or could be awesome, like Elon Musk says? That could be awesome, I think. Maybe. Maybe it splits. I see a divergence yeah. happening. I see one group going towards the technology and one group going back to the earth back to nature you know i think that's that's what i see you know speaking of elon musk and joe rogan me and him did mushrooms the night of that podcast <laughs> listening to it listening to elon and elon, joe rogan man, he's a trip elon is my biggest hero right now um, really yeah i would say i really like his what he's what he's doing man what well actually you guys it. i like even more thank you so, Elon's a good guy I'm at your disposal. I just quit my job this morning. So if you guys want to go and just tell me what to do, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> just <laughs> tell me what to do to help, and I'll, I'll help you in any way I can. Fuck yeah, Kyle. I mean, just come talk to us. Come on, man. Let's go to the prisons and talk to the people in the prisons. Mike has wanted to do that. We're, we're doing it. Do that. We're doing so, it. Yeah, you could definitely Think come next tag month along. Let's, doing I would it. be honored, man. I want people, you know, I've been given a lot of speeches for banks and all that and i believe in our financial system i believe in our banking system i believe in the strength of of our economy that's not the point at all but i've I've only given it like halfway like what i want to do now you know is go and help heal people heal people like dr sebi did 
you know, heal people. I mean, like Nipsey Hussle sacrifice for what just happened with that, you know? And, but I want to go to the scariest, darkest places, you know, and also spend the rest of my half of my life in bliss and in heaven and with people that I love. The scariest and darkest places is in the indigenous islands, indigenous jungles. Man, and, uh, those, those I want to go to. Those where you, those where you want to see the darkest people. Just, really? Yeah, I think so. I think even more beautiful. than the prisons. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, you I know, think so. The yeah. island off of India, where no one's allowed to go because there's this tribe of people yep. that have been untouched. They launch spears at everybody that comes close. Well, like some dude tried That's to bring right. Christianity. He brought the Bible and, he and they lit him up with the arrows. Yeah, they killed his ass. <laughs> arrows and stuff and blue dots. Yeah. Because he didn't understand Jesus' message. Yeah, the, government, <laughs> the government doesn't allow people to go to this island because they know they'll be killed by these people. And, and this dude was like documenting for months that he was going to come bring Christianity to these people and enlighten them. And he got there and he was killed. Well, because he was trying to take something there and, and take away what they had. Exactly. I think we got to encourage people to go and form their own belief structure, form your own hierarchy. Exactly. You know? But then, you know, pay respect to their Pay respect yeah, to their traditions respect. that they came pay from. Respect to their pay respect tradition. to each other, man. I've learned so much from Islam, but I came from Christianity. And I spent most of my 20s, you know, as an atheist. Yeah. But now it's like, I, you know, ultimately, I don't know. But I'm on that search and that seeking for, like, I'm on, like, Dr. Sebi, I heard him say, like, the object at the edge of the horizon. Like, it's, that's what I'm after, that light that's at the edge of the horizon to go and chase that. And that's what I mean is that wherever we go, then we help people go and, and, and pick that up. Because you can be both at peace and you can be at peace and you can be... You can be doing shit at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't have to go and sit under a Bodhi tree or whatever. No, you, you well, know, we like don't have to Bhagavad smoke Bhagavad Gita. Have right. you read that? I'm not. I'm very familiar with the Upanishads, but... The, but that's basically what it's about. You know? That's from India, right? Yeah. Gita, I remember that book. Say, the, what's the name of it again? Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, it's a book. That's like their religious book. Yeah. That's their holy book. And it, had, and it had real tales of lions and warriors and all yes. that stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like dragons and warriors, I mean, yeah. But that's essentially what he talks about in there, you know? Uh-huh. You can be at peace, but there's also actions that need to be done. done. You know? Mm. Was that with, uh, speaking of, maybe to close it out on a note, but the, oh man, what's the the quote from the Bhagavad Gita, the guy that um, admitted dropped, the, the, atomic uh, dropped the atomic bomb, where he said, I've become death, death yeah. destroyer of worlds. Yeah. Who was that, Oppenheimer? Yeah, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. That's what he said when they dropped that. Yeah, and that's from basically the scene when Krishna, who is the one, he's the divine God, you know, the God of gods. He reveals his true form and he's everything. Hmm. You know, he is everything. And he's got thousands of arms and heads and legs and eyes and different skins and all of that, you Mm. know, because he is everything and death Mm. too, you know, it's all encompassed. And was that God, a woman, the one, uh, no, a male. The interesting thing about ancient Hindu texts are that they were very derogatory towards women. Really? That's so. Yeah. 
a lot of the ancient text periods were yeah. derogatory towards women. Well, that obvious, yes, absolutely. But they had ancient queen warriors, though. Yes, they did. And there's a lot of things about the Yoginis. The Yoginis were a tribe of women who were mystics. They talk about these women flying. And um, they would they were basically killed off and demonized. And so that sort of began this misogynistic view of women in India. Mythology also did that. Greek mythology also did that with the Amazons. Yes. You know, they were real people. Yeah. I told you I, I saw it on um, the, the, for the grave sites of yeah. Amazon queens. Oh, yeah, for sure. I never thought they existed. I thought it was just um, folktale stuff. Then it was discovered, you know. It blew my mind. How crazy would it be if we found out? What? Like where we came from. Yeah, who we are. How did this happen? Yeah, what are who we? Who was the first two people? Who was the first two? How did this start? How did this start? How did, this, how did it really start from sex? The sex is the only way that we could recreate. Is it really? Maybe something about procreating that we don't know about. Because, you know, sex is just too simple. You know, it's just, is it that simple? It's just two, just two idiots can make love and then have oh, children? Sex is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's had sex next to me a bunch of times. <laughs> Sometimes, or the um, same person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's out there. Well, <laughs> We live in a very cool time. I think it's the best time ever to be alive right now, you know? Yeah. Because we can, we can create a life where, you know what, maybe we get the robots to go and do the work for us and that we just live in bliss but maybe that goes the other way either way we're getting the message out there so you know it was an honor to be here with you guys and i'm dead yeah. serious from the bottom of my heart however i can help you in any way i like you don't even have to ask just give me a glance i'm there awesome, yeah, same man. here it's a trip on our journey bro. on our journey people that we meet on our journey leaving this place right yeah and that's what we're on journey just leaving this place you just keep finding more allies on awesome. your journey like and you find Just people who are old and you say, well, I wish I could have met him 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Shit. <laughs> Damn, missed out. <laughs> That's why we got to be grateful for now. Mm-hmm. Man, thank you guys. Fuck, dude. Such an honor to have both of you, Kyle. Jeff, you're the fucking man. Dude, thank you guys so much for your stories and sharing Jeff your heart Kyle. with us. Everybody, awesome. thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hotboxing with my man Mike Tyson. Check us out and on the iTunes truth to be as told. well. The truth shall be told. Yes. That's fucking right, Mike. All right, told. everybody. Until told. next time, we're out of here. Number one Toad Station. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Toad. This episode is brought to you by My Bookie Online. Head to MyBookie online today, use code HOTBOXIN for a chance to receive a $1,000 bonus.